Good morning. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing I'm a teacher. I don't get distracted at all. I still know why I'm here. And while we're all here, it's going to be okay. It's great. It is good to see everybody. Um, you ever had a morning where everything just fell into place and just things worked out? That's not what it's been this morning for me. <laughs> we've had technical difficulties. We've had a few things go on, but it's... Uh, a blessing to be here. Um, yesterday I worked too hard because of Rhonda. <laughs> Just because we had a garage that hadn't been cleaned out in 22 years, she thought it was time to do it. I, I don't know. I'm like, slow down, don't get in a hurry. Uh, some of the stuff I still need. It's funny, I can, there, everything I, I touched in that garage, uh, most of it I've moved a couple of times, some of it I hadn't unpacked. Um, but everything has a story. Everything I touch, I can, I can tell you a story. Hey, I got this. This I use this for this. Uh, you know this, and I can't remember what happened yesterday. I mean, but everything I touch yesterday, I remember either when I got it or, or whatever. So I had my chainsaw. I hadn't started my chainsaw in several years. Uh, it's been seven years. The chainsaw is almost thirty years old. I think I've used it three times. Um, I'm like, if I get this chainsaw, I want to see if I can get this chainsaw started. And then I, and I got tired. I'm like, I, you know, I may just go ahead and get rid of it. And Roger's like, well, if you can start it, you ought to keep it. So I, I got it running. So guess what I did? If you get it running, you need to cut something, right? So I got a pile of brush, too. But we had one, we had one shrub. We had two shrubs that something had grown in it. There was something besides the shrub there. As a matter of fact, whatever that plant or tree, whatever it was, was getting to be bigger than the shrub. And it was hard to cut. So I got in there, and I don't know how many cuts I had to make. And I'm the mechanic on my chainsaw, so I had to restart it a few times. Um, but as I cut it, I'm, I, I couldn't really tell the difference between what I was cutting as being shrub or what was not supposed to be there. Um... So guess what I did? I cut every bit of it. I cut it to the ground. It was a pretty shrub. It was. But something had grown in there with it that, that again, where it just kind of choked it out. I want to talk about that here in just a minute. I want to relate back to that. But I want to talk about this morning, I want to talk about... Uh, I'm going to talk about the four souls that Jesus talks about in Matthew 13. Um, and let me read the scripture. This is a parable also. The, the first part of the scripture is, is the parable itself. And, and this is one of the ones that Jesus actually explains. So I'm going to read verses 13, 3 through 9. Then I'll go down to 18 and we're going to hear Jesus' explanation of it. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns, 
and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let them hear. And then Jesus' explanation of the parable. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed on the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for your word, Lord. I just thank you. Thank you for this parable, Lord, and this explanation, Lord. I just pray that as we study the scripture, Lord, that you, uh, you fill our hearts with understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, uh, Jesus, as he traveled around preaching the gospel of the kingdom, sometimes it wasn't received very well. Sometimes, uh, often, he wouldn't find a very receptive audience. Even when he did mighty works and miracles, he was not always accepted. Some people didn't repent. Some people did not accept him for who he was. Some tried to trick him. And it's for that reason that Jesus began teaching in parables. Because people understand stories. People understand when they can relate things to their life. Maybe something that's happened to him and, and, or to, to themselves. And then he says at the end of the parable, those who have ears, let them hear. Even though speaking to probably had ears, some of them become hard of hearing. Not that they didn't hear, they didn't listen. Have you ever heard things and really not listened? I know I have. Sometimes we're just called to listen. This parable of the sower, the parable of four souls, is one of my favorite because at times in our lives, we all fall in these categories. We're not either one or the other all the time. At times in our lives, we are each one of them. The one thing that don't change, though, is the sower and the seed. You see, the sower and the seed are perfect. The soul is not. See, the sower in this parable, if we read on into uh, to chapter 13, which we're going to study next week, in, in verse 37, it reveals that the sower is Jesus. The sower is God. The, the sower is the Son of Man. The sower is perfect. 
He perfectly sows. Again, the wheat and the tares explains that the sower is Jesus. And again, the good seed. The good seed sown by the Son of Man is perfect. Again, this parable is relevant to, is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago because we still have people who have ears and, and can't hear, who actually hear but don't truly listen. And again, at times in our lives, we're each one of these souls. But again, the seed is the Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God is what's being sown by the sower. The souls we're going to talk about is us. It's our heart. All right? And the first soul that's talked about is the wayside or a path. When I see it, I picture this, and if you think about that, that's a hard, trampled down path, that if seed is laid there, what happens? If it's sown there, if it's sown there, most likely a bird or something's going to come and eat it. It's not going to last. It's not going to take root. Even though the seed is perfect, the sower is perfect, sown on a path or sown on a hard wayside, it's not going to take root. It's not going to grow. The birds are going to come. And the bird in this is, is, it represents the wicked one. It represents Satan. So when our hearts are hard and, and, and the word is sown and we don't receive it, it doesn't last very long, even though it's perfect. It's perfect, but we're not. The next soil is stony places. Stony places. See, this soil represents the one who hears and immediately responds. Starts sprouting up, but it doesn't have time to take root. It doesn't have enough soil to take root. And everything goes great until hard times hit. When hard times hit, that's when it begins to wither. You've seen things grow around rocks. Again, uh, you may just see a sprout here or there, but it grows really well until it gets real hot. And then once it gets real hot, when it's not rooted, it's not receiving the nutrients that it needs, it just kind of fades away. Sometimes in our Christian life, we're the same way. We receive that seed, but we don't take the time to really deeply root it into our hearts and till our ground where as soon as something bad happens, as soon as the computer won't connect to the TV, or as soon as somebody cuts me off, right, we, we lose what we're about because we're not rooted in the necessary nutrients. So it doesn't last very long. You see, the one who has the seed that's sown in, 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 in stony places, you see, it's the one who hears the word, receives it with joy. But again, there's no root to endure when hard times come. When tribulation or persecution come, they wither. We've got to be careful of that. Again, we've got to be deeply rooted. We have to have our, the word 
reach the soft parts of our heart where we actually live that word out. And then when the hard times come, we can withstand them. And some of the seed was thrown among thorns. Sometimes when seed is thrown among thorns or thorns start to take over, you can't really tell which is which. You see, this soil represents the one who hears the word but loses the ability to bear fruit because it's being choked out. Again, that bush that I cut down yesterday, the two bushes I cut down yesterday, whatever was taking it over was bigger than the shrub. When we let our things of the world get into our life, they get in the way of our faith, and they get in the way of us receiving the seed and growing the way God wants us to grow, we let so many of these things of the world get in the way. We let the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, we get our priorities messed up. could be because of uh, deceitful riches, but, but there's a whole lot of distractions in the world. There's a whole lot of things that's easy to let them creep in our life. And guess what? Looking at it, it looks like everything's okay. Until you look really close. And again, pretty soon there's more thorns than there are bush. The pleasures of life, the deceitfulness of riches. Again, I, I'm not going to sit here and name every distraction, every sin, but you can think about what can happen in your life that can choke out the good seed that's been planted. Again, I want to remind you, the seed is perfect. Everything that you need is in the seed. If the seed is planted in rich soil and it has the nutrients and nothing's choking it out, there's enough in that one seed for us to grow into what God wants us to be. Again, but we can't let the thorns, the weeds, the things of this world keep us from realizing what God has in store for us. The fourth soul reminds me of some of you all in here. When I look around, I'm not a very good gardener. But I know there's some good gardeners in here. We uh, actually... See the result of that every week. Those beautiful flowers right there on the altar came from, from Sue's yard. She grew those. Others of you I know are really good gardeners as well. I'm good at mowing and cutting things. That's what I do. But if you look at that soil, that's the same seed that hit the other soils. And look what it produced. The same seed, the same sower. Fell on that ground. And it produced what it's supposed to be. See, the good ground represents the one who hears the word and understands it. And produces fruit. Here's the word, understands it, and bears much fruit. You see, Luke adds that the word with a noble and good heart is how it's heard. 
and it keeps bearing fruit with patience. Those who have a noble and good heart then are the ones who will understand the word and who will keep bearing fruit. You see, Jesus made the connection between between these souls and actually illustrated the people. And that's the way he taught. We're called to bear fruit. We're called to produce things. The seed's within us. The seed is the word, the perfect word of God. It's been sown in us. Now it's up to us to till the ground, to soften our hearts. And we'll produce fruit. And the fruit we'll produce is telling people about Jesus. Winning souls to Christ. The, the fruit that we produce will be eternal fruit. It'll be sharing our material things with each other. It'll be helping the needy. It'll be the things that Paul writes about in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. You'll see good works in our lives. You'll see praise and thanksgiving. Sometimes we forget to be thankful. Because that's because we get self-centered. The easiest way to keep our soul the way it's supposed to be where the seed can take root and sprout and bear fruit is to stay in the Word of God and keep serving each other. To keep Christ in the center of our life. Again, we're all selfish at times. And if we're selfish, that means that we've put ourselves in the center of our life, not Christ. For our soul to be fertile, Christ has to be the center. Everything we do has to revolve around our relationship with Jesus. It's what we're called to do. Again, we have many talents. We have many things that the Lord has blessed us with. But we're all called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We're all called to be holy. What kind of soul are you? Again, I'll argue that at times in our lives, each one of these souls... Or we become each one of these souls. At times, our hearts get hard, and when the seed is planted there, it doesn't last very long. And at times, we come and we're ready, and we receive that seed, and we're ready to go out and do some magnificent things, but we don't slow down enough to take care of ourselves spiritually. And we let the things of this world harden our hearts, and we spring up, but we never bear fruit because the sun and other things that affect us wither us. And at times, I think we let things from this world get in our lives. The thorns. And again, you can think about those things that you allow in your life, and I can think about the ones that I allow in my life. And once they get in there, sometimes it's hard to tell who we really are. Are we the seed, the vine, the beautiful flower that was planted by the Word of God, or are we of this world? You see, at times, and as we grow to, grow to be closer to Jesus Christ and more like Jesus every day, we should see the effects of the good ground coming out. We should, should see the beautiful things 
that Jesus is doing in our lives. And we should be sharing them. We should be sharing the things that Jesus does in our lives every day. Really, if you really want to look and see which one of these apply to your life, look at the fruit you're bearing right now. Look at... uh, Look at when things get really tough. What do you see? When things get really tough, what do you see? Examine your life and see if there's more of a spiritual life there or more of a life of the world. And again, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus, the last picture of the good ground is what we should see. We should see beautiful blooms. We should see fruit. We should see our heart wanting to help other people. We should see us wanting to take our relationship to evangelize to everybody in the world so they can hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We're blessed in this church because we do like to help each other. We like to help people. Last Sunday, who enjoyed last Sunday with the ladies who were here? We're very blessed. And... Again, just seeing, just seeing the way this church accepts and loves people is a sign of some really good soul. Again, we're blessed to be in the community that we're in. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. People are wonderful. But guess what? They still need Jesus. Just like the ladies that we talked to last week need Jesus to overcome the obstacles that have been placed in in their lives. We need Jesus every day too. Our thorns. Our thorns may be different than theirs, but they're still thorns. There's still things that are choking us out. See, I'm glad that Jesus took the time to explain this parable. Jesus is a great storyteller. He related it to what they understood. And Jesus being the eternal God that he is, it's still as valid and relevant today, 2,000 years later, as it was to the original audience that he spoke these words to. This morning, if you're here, and your life looks more like the wayside, where seed may hit it, but it's gone before it has time to take root, or your, your life may look like stony places where you get really excited about the word, but when hard times hit, you're shaken. And you can't continue. Or maybe you're the thorny soil where things have gotten in your life that's choking out what Jesus has called you to be. You may be in one of those three spots right now, and I pray that you I pray that you examine your heart. We examine our hearts. And we let God work the soil in our lives where we can produce those fruit that we're all called to produce. 
Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for all you do in our lives, Lord. Thank you for, for being the perfect sower. Lord, thank you for the seed. Lord, I just pray that uh, we turn our soil over to you, Lord. Lord, if our hearts are, are just bare and need to be tilled and softened, Lord, I pray that you do that this morning. Lord, I pray that uh, we don't allow those things that, uh, that we let creep in our lives. Lord, I pray that we keep those away, Lord, and we keep uh, in prayer with you, Lord, that, that we can cannot be overtaken by thorns and weeds, Lord. Lord, I pray that uh, our soil becomes becomes uh, fertile and ready to produce the things that you want to produce in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.